The Los Angeles Rams oust the Arizona Cardinals. What's next for those teams that did not advance to the divisional round of the playoffs, including the Las Vegas Raiders, who now are searching for a new general manager and who will start at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2022? All that and more coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're getting into Monday Night Football, the end of Wild Card Weekend. And that was a easy Rams win over just a disastrous game by the Arizona Cardinals. We'll get into uh, those Cardinals, Raiders, Steelers, Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots, all the teams that lost wildcard weekend. What's the outlook for those teams? What's the checklist going into the 2022 offseason? Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson here at PD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Let's start with Monday Night Football and those Rams who really just, uh, I, I don't know if it was the Rams being great or the Cardinals being terrible, but 34-11, this game was never close one of the worst games I've seen from Kyler Murray as a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Again, I wish we had more to break down here, but I was really impressed with the Rams coming out with a lot of energy in their own stadium. You know, I mean, they you know, ran the ball. They, you know, they were very aggressive and took it to them right off the bat. The game was 21, nothing at the half. Uh, and then, uh, Kyler Murray never looked right. Neither side of the ball for Arizona looked right. I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, I think that you have to be critical of Kingsbury. I think you need to be critical of the whole Arizona, I don't want to say failures. Yeah, failure at the end of you know the season in general. They got one decent win there in the last month and a half or whatever it was against Dallas and Looking at Dallas now, I mean, they're not the most consistent juggernaut either. I mean, on their bad day is not so good either. So I'm um, back to the drawing board, I guess. But I can't say this reflects great on Kingsbury, who I already had some questions about. <laughs> yeah, probably one of the worst plays I've seen this year. It's definitely going to go on the blooper reel of the 2021 season is Kyler Murray trying to avoid a safety and throwing a pick six instead. Just oh. an all-time blunderous throw. What are you even doing? And you do have to start to point your finger at Cliff Kingsbury. Um, as you mentioned, the failures at the end of seasons, that's not new for Cliff Kingsbury either. In fact, it goes all the way back to college. Let's let's go back because I saw a tweet oh, really? here from the Action Network who broke it all down. Cliff Kingsbury's end of the season as head coach. Starting in 2021, this year, lost five of six games. 2020, last year, lost five of seven games. In 2019, the Cardinals lost seven of nine games. Then you go to Texas Tech. 2018. Texas Tech lost five of five games to end the year. In 2017 and 2016, they lost six of eight games to end the year. In 2015 and 2014, they lost four of six games to end the year. And in 2013 at Texas Tech, his teams lost his team lost uh, five of six games to end the year. So this is almost a decade of just being awful to end seasons. So teams figure him out, and there's no adjustment to the adjustments. And that does not bode well for Cliff Kingsbury. And I think you do have to take a hard look. I don't know if I think they will do it, but if they should move on from Cliff Kingsbury and they will, or they will move on from Cliff Kingsbury is two different conversations. 
Right. I mean, they won 11 games, and at one point they were probably number one in power ranks. That seems like a long time ago, but these are pretty obvious trends you just laid out there. And my initial thoughts when you hear something like that, and again, I'm not in the building, is he coaches well when he has all of his cards in his hand. Yeah, you know, I cards, funny one. Um, you know, <laughs> Hopkins in a healthy Watt, and you know, I mean, whenever you have all your guns, he's hard to beat. But we know that's not how the league works. You know, I mean, as the season goes on, you're going to lose things, and how do you adapt to that? And then the other way I looked at it too is, you know, coaches often break down the the season, especially with 16 games. Four, 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 four. You know what I mean? Like, you know, break the season into quarters. And if if the first quarter looks like the fourth quarter within terms of scheme and what you're doing and you haven't really changed or morphed at all throughout the year, everyone's got the book on how to play you. And I've heard a lot of the X's and O's folks really be critical of this offense where it's kind of – Hey, Kyler, go make a play. You know, we're going to line up the same people in the same spot all the time. Nukes at one spot, AJ Green's at the other. And, you know, we're not going to really scheme things up. And I think you see that. And you can't be that execution based. Yeah, we're going to try to go a little up tempo. And if our players are better than the other team's players, we're going to win and we're going to make plays and we're going to do big things. But um, there, there's. Too many and if bad good things teams, happen, Kyler run around to make a play. Right. Too many good coaches that can scheme things up. And if you see the same thing too many times in a row, and there is nowhere to go with the ball for Kyler Murray. He's dropping back. Sure had nothing like it, to, yeah. you know, it, it was just an anemic offense. And um, one of the worst, one of the worst playoff performances I've seen in a long time. It was. And, you know, looking at some key stats, I mean, the Rams held the ball for 10 minutes more. Um, a big key to me, you know, was a concern of mine going into that game was Stafford needs to protect the football. Well, no turnovers, two for the Cardinals. Um, you know, and one thing I like about the Rams, I mean, they deserve credit here too, of course, is boy, modern medicine, all of a sudden, Derek Henry, Juju Smith Schuster, JJ Watt, Cam Akers. I mean, these guys that yeah. we thought were done for the year. Akers and Michelle combined for 30 carries for well over 100 yards and look good doing it. Absolutely. Uh, and Stafford didn't have to do much in this game, but right. he was efficient. He only attempted 17 passes, completed 13 of them for 202 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Odell Beckham even uh, completed a 40-yard pass in that one. He but good. Uh, Cam Akers stood out to me. And in the box score, Sony Michelle's line looks a little bit better than Cam Akers' line, but I came away thinking, okay, Cam Akers is back, and he looked explosive, he looked powerful. And at one point when um, when he ran over Buda Baker, I thought, can we just stop the game and end it right now? Because that was it was such yeah. a bad game, and then people getting hurt on top of it. It's like, oh, I kind of want to turn this one off. But uh, I, I did come I away. I hated to see the Baker thing. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt. I mean, end of the game, totally meaningless key player super energetic guy i hope he's all right you know? yeah and i hope he is okay he had to go to the hospital card off the field that's always scary uh, but cam Akers explosive and, and a nice weapon for the rams to have back for the playoffs and they will see the tampa bay buccaneers coming up next week in the divisional round and there's going to be some really good divisional round matchups but i want to talk a little bit about the teams that were eliminated today so the cardinals what, what's on the last list cam Akers note i, oh, yes. I watched him last night going I think I might take him in the first round of my fantasy playoff next year, Ooh. just like I thought of your fantasy league next year, just like I thought I would, you know, this year. I mean, oh. he looked fine to me. It, uh, he might be a sleeper. Do you think he's going to, because he won't be rated that highly. Oh, I think he'll be 
for a top 15 type of pick. Think so? Michelle's a free agent after the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, Henderson's Akers not a been, like not a roadblock for Cam Akers. Right, right. I mean, Akers probably would have been a first if he didn't get injured this year. I mean, it's a great offense. Uh, I, I definitely want him. Buy as much stock as you can. You don't see Jake Funk eating into that workload? <laughs> I think he's probably safe to avoid the <laughs> Funk. Uh, good game by Odell Beckham. Uh, he had the, the 40-yard yeah, yeah. pass. He had a touchdown reception, four catches for 54. Cup got involved uh, a little bit later in the game, five catches, 61 and a touchdown. But let's talk about these Arizona Cardinals that are now eliminated. What's the to-do list? What you got to figure out quarterback, right? See if you're going to keep rolling. Um, because Kyler Murray hasn't gotten better under Cliff Kingsbury's tutelage, and that is worrisome. And may, do you go with another offensive guru? Or do you go with a, a, you know, a defensive guru? If you do, get rid of Cliff Kingsbury. And then aside from quarterback, what's on the to-do list for the Cardinals? Yeah, my hunch is you're going to run this thing back. I mean, it's double-digit wins. The team is getting better on the, in the standings year after year. But it's maybe a short-leash, hot-seat situation. I, I don't know that I can make the sweeping change quite yet um they have a little bit of cap space about 12.7 million they're not the youngest roster i mean that was one thing i was critical of them is a lot of their additions this year were older guys you know watt and hudson and green and guys like that um i think corner is certainly a need for them um but all in all i think it might be more kind of like you were saying internalize things or bring in a offensive you know guru to add to the staff or you know a consultant a, a, a quarterback you know, whisperer like somebody who can yeah, develop yeah, yeah, yeah. and be in kyler speak. murray's ear yeah i think you do have to do something if it's not cliff it's, it's something else yeah bring one more established you know veteran coach that's developed quarterbacks that kingsbury trusts and has to set his ego to the side a little bit and you know, maybe that guy doesn't even have a game day role, but he's just a consultant behind the scenes of try it this way, try it that way, you know, something like that. And then Chandler Jones, a free agent, too. I don't know if they'll bring him back or not. That's what worries me. If you try to run it back with this team, they've got a lot of aging veterans. They were built to win now. Yeah. They were they were in it to win it this year. I don't see them being better personal personnel wise next year, especially if if uh, Jones walks. So I don't know if the run it back thing is actually even the best plan of action because you really need the the quarterback to lead this thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the better the quarterback plays, that tide raises all ships, and, and that's what it's all about to me. And if you don't think Cliff Kingsbury is the guy, I think you got to move on there because I, the rest of the roster-wise, uh, old players, um, you know, it was pretty uh, – getting DeAndre Hopkins back, obviously, will be huge for them next year, but – a little, sure. bit, a little bit worrisome for them to try to to try to run it back because I, I don't see them being better roster wise week one next year than they were week one this year. Right? No, I think you're right. Um, two notes there. I love Kyler Murray. I'd gladly have him as my quarterback. I'd love to you know build around him. But size matters. You know, like when you're a little fella, let's not just you know forget that. He's gotten injured in the you know as the years gone on. He didn't run as much at the end last year. There was a stretch he didn't run late in the pre in the regular season here. Like, is he built for the long haul? Is my only question. You're like, let's not just say that he doesn't deserve any blame for any of these late season collapses. And then I guess the question I was going to ask you, and I think you kind of already answered it, was 
as an opponent of the Cardinals, I like to look at these things through the, the you know the opponent's eyes. What do I want my enemy to do? As a Niners guy, you'd probably like, sure, run it back. We'll, I'll take my chances. Yeah, I think so. And the yeah. Cardinals beat the 49ers twice this year and once, once with Colt McCoy. So, um, you know, and maybe they have the 49ers number, but I think running it back is not a way to be better next year for the Cardinals. And, and mm-hmm. that doesn't worry me. If they found, you know, uh, our colleague Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals wants them to fire Cliff and go hire Brian Dable from the Buffalo Bills. And, and, and that would scare me more than if they just stood pat and ran it back next year. I would agree with you. Yeah. I mean, if I had skin in the game there and all of a sudden Brian Dayball came to that offense. Whoa. I mean, he would, he would handle Kyler differently, but uh, then, then Allen, I mean, they don't look the same in time in terms of their dimensions, but they bring a lot of the same skills to the table. And yeah, that would scare me more. I do think the Cardinals need a little bit more of a dynamic running back as well. Not a terrible idea. I mean, and I, I root for Connor and hope for the best for him, but he's probably held together by duct tape at this point too. Yeah. I mean, if they had somebody to lean on as an every down guy and a guy like Connor or Edmonds was your two, right, well, now exactly. you're talking, you know. Right, yep. They need a one to go with one, those guys as, as one of their twos. Okay, yeah, so okay. that is the Arizona Cardinals. They've got some things to work on in the offseason. Let's get to uh, the Raiders next, Matt. Your Steelers as well. They've got to figure some things out. And the Raiders now looking for a new GM and potentially a new head coach as well in 2022 coming up. The latest Super Bowl odds are out at betonline.ag after wildcard weekend of those teams that advanced to the divisional round. The Green Bay Packers plus 350 lead the most likely teams too win Super Bowl 56, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay, Buccaneers, Rams, Titans, Bengals, and plus 1,400, the biggest underdog of them all, is the San Francisco 49ers. Who is your pick to win Super Bowl 56? You might win a little cash on that wager at betonline.ag. New updated desktop and mobile websites at BetOnline and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. Not only football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. So Mike Mayock is done, Matt, in Las Vegas. He was informed uh, by the Raiders that he will not be retained, according to Ian Rappaport. John Gruden resigned in October. Mayock now out in January. New GM means new coach, so I'm assuming Rich Versace will not be uh, held on as as the head coach there with the Raiders either. So... Now, a fourth... I bet everyone knows that by the time they listen to this podcast. Yes, you know, yeah. When we're recording it right now, he has a job, but I'm not thinking that's for long. Right, exactly. You seem like you agree with me. And, and they have to you know, satisfy the Rooney rule and do some other things just because he's an interim anyway, so they have to uh, interview mm. some folks so that he can't just roll into that job. Um, now, four NFL GM openings. Raiders added to the New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings, and Chicago Bears. What are well, they, like? What are you looking for here? Um, can I go through this actually really quick with the Raiders and and yeah. how bad some of those draft picks were in the Mike Mayock era? And I don't know how many. Uh, I don't know if, if Mike Mayock was a procurer of of players for John Gruden that John Gruden wanted players and Mike Mayock that was just what I was going to say. They made the selections. I, I heard Gruden carried the biggest stick. 
Just knowing so, Mike Mayock, though, from his draft analysis, I think some of these players just screamed Mike Mayock types because he always liked the under speed, tough guys, um, maybe the guys that didn't have great workout numbers but were, were ballers. And, and, and I think there's a lot of draft picks that fit that mold, guys like you know Cleland Farrell and Farrell. Jonathan Abram and uh, Damon Arnett. And so I, I, I do think that Mike Mayock has uh, at least some fingerprints on these draft picks. But let's go through these. Uh, this year, top 100 One draft One trend before you do that yeah. just jumps out like crazy. Everybody's from Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. No, exactly. Yeah. Big schools, tough guys. Alex Leatherwood, Trevon Merrig, Malcolm Kuntz, and Divine Diablo. That was their four top 100 picks in 2021 in 2020 it was henry ruggs damon arnett neither one with the team lynn bowden also not with the team brian edwards looks like at least you know a starting caliber player or a dirty starter maybe number three type of receiver but again kind of under under athletic not a huge separator big bodied player uh and tanner muse who was just a bad pick from from jump right um so that that draft pick i mean that draft class just looks awful they they traded Bowden tried to make him the a rug thing isn't their fault, but yeah, right. You know, exactly. I don't know. Judy or lamb too, you know, <laughs> who, who are better, who are on higher on most people's boards. So, right. I say it was right. a little shocking that they took rugs over the other two as well. And Bowden, they tried to change his position. Didn't make it out of camp. Drafted him for a third, traded him for a fourth before his rookie season even started. <laughs> so they bought a car, took it around the corner, and sold it for three quarters of what they paid for it. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the first draft was Cleveland Farrell, who's been a huge disappointment as a number four overall pick. Josh Jacobs. And we running... all rolled our eyes at that one. Right. Yeah. I mean, and he was this nice doing? player, you know, first round guy, sure. but not a top five athlete. Not even close. Luckily, they did find uh, a star pass rusher in Max Crosby later in that draft. He wasn't a top 100 pick, though. Uh, but Cleveland Farrell and Josh Jacobs in the first round. You know how I feel about drafting running backs in the first round. Jonathan Abram, who I think PFF graded as the worst starting safety in the league this year. And then Trayvon Mullen at corner. So those were the top 100 picks in the Mike Mayock era. And, you know, the running back in the first round conversation is certainly a good one. But... Box strong safety in the first round too isn't far off. No, in terms it's not. Of value and Josh <laughs> Jacobs I mean? is Josh Jacobs has been the best player of all those listed there too. Right. So uh, at least they hit on one. And oh, by the way, I mean they had Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack when they took over. You know, like let's not forget mm, that yeah. they had two big dogs that they turned into these draft picks. Which at the time I didn't kill them for. We're, we're trying to rebuild here, rebuild through the draft. Mayock's a draft guy, but then the picks were terrible. So how the heck did they even make the playoffs? And uh, where is Derek Carr's value? Do you think there's potential they move off from Carr with uh, a new GM and a new head coach? Well, of course, you know, with these playoff teams, not many of them are we going to say, well, don't know who the head coach is. You know, I mean, if it's Harbaugh or it depends who they hire, we'll go a long way to part two of this conversation. But I guess what I wanted to throw out is what you just mentioned there is Carr is a free agent. They, they have a fair amount of cap space. I mean, they got decent draft capital as well. Um, they're about 10th in salary cap room right now. But do you blow it up and send Carr to Washington or Pittsburgh or Carolina for what I would imagine is a first-round pick and more, You know, maybe the equivalent of two firsts? Or 
you extend him, you know, because he's up after this year. So if a team trades for him, he would be very cap friendly right now. There's no dead money if they move him right now. That's why you're going to hear Carr's name a lot this offseason, because now's the time to move him where you can get picks and it doesn't destroy your cap if it, if you don't think he's the guy. I think I like Carr more than you do. I'm not to speak for you, but I would probably have him as my 10th, 11th, 12th best quarterback in the league. And I thought he had a really good run and maybe he is on the Jimmy cousins tier, but if he is, he's the best one on that tier, in my opinion. So um, I don't have a strong feeling of what I would do. Would I live with them and extend them or would I try to trade them to Seattle and get Wilson back or, you know, I don't know how you upgrade, though. You know, I mean, it's Kenny Pickett's not an upgrade. Yeah, that, that I, I think for sure the the Raiders are going to stick, and especially if it's Harbaugh. Harbaugh yeah. probably loves um, Derek Carr, and and you know, and loves his attitude, loves his leadership, and probably want to come in and, and sign some mercenaries and, and go win. And yeah, I think yeah. they could absolutely do that. So I, I do think Derek Carr is going to stay. Um, and I agree with you where he's at tier-wise. And he's impressed me this year. And I think I have a higher opinion of him right now than I did last year at this time. Okay. Uh, but th- this yeah. roster, they need to add some speed. They need, I they mean, do. obviously, the Henry, Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. Ruggs is an awesome, but he was missed. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And Deshaun Jackson was kind of a late addition. It wasn't a huge factor for them. They've got the little slot guy in Renfro. They've got a big-bodied uh, young receiver in Brian Edwards. Uh, they've got some depth there, but they really need some speed and some playmakers on offense, running back um, at wide receiver, and then the same in the secondary on defense, cornerbacks. So little guys, fast guys, and, and, and at linebacker even, they could use some athleticism. Denzel Perryman's a little bit more of an old-school sort of yeah, a, you know middle linebacker thumper type. And um, especially if, they, if, if the, the Fangio-Harbaugh thing happens, Fangio loves him some corners, so that's where they're going to go shopping, in the draft or in free agency, yeah, yeah. or maybe even both. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And I, if I were a Raiders fan, I'd love a Fangio-Harbaugh combination coming to town. And you'd really ch- change what they do schematically. The defense is very vanilla. They're the heaviest cover three, Seattle cover three look in the league. And then the other thing you didn't mention, but I, I agree with everything you said, was as much as I like Carr, his weakness is handling pressure. I mean, it has been going back to college. I think that's why he was a second-round pick, not a first. So wisely, they went out and spent a lot of money on Hudson and Incognito and all these offensive linemen, and then they shipped them all out last year and are counting on the Leatherwoods and those type of guys. I think they need another lineman too. Yeah, they they definitely need to look at the offensive line as well. Yeah. A lot to do. A lot of small projects. A lot of small projects, but uh, somehow still a playoff team. So maybe not that much work to do if they find the right head coach. Maybe it's Bisaccia coming back. Uh, we'll see how that head coach and GM search goes for. But they got Herbert the and Mahomes in the division Raiders. four times a and year. And I'm seeing a couple of very interesting names, too, that the Raiders are going to interview. Uh, names that Harbaugh has worked with in the past in other front offices in oh. Indianapolis and in San Francisco. Uh, guys that worked their way up the ladder since then, you know. Um, so it's been a while since he's worked with these folks. But that's where I think the smoke starts to become fire a little bit with Harbaugh when a young GM that might be, you know, playing second fiddle to Harbaugh on decision-making but that has worked with him in the past, that is that is very interesting and something to keep tabs on when you're looking at um, those GMs that, um, that the Raiders right now are interviewing. 
That's a great observation. I mean, if we can trace their interview guys back to Harbaugh, well, that might be telling you what's coming. Mm -hmm. And the Raiders, come on. The Raiders are going to go for the big fish. Of course they are, right? Of course. I I think that's a Davis family move. All right. I just saw an article this morning, Matt, about the future of the Steelers quarterback position. Let's get to them next. And if we have time, we can hit the Eagles and Cowboys as well. Might have to push some of these uh, Patriots also we haven't talked about. Push some of those in tomorrow with your Twitter questions. But uh, let's go to your Pittsburgh Steelers next. For TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. And now you can be matched with the right expert for you who has experience in your unique situation. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things just a little bit more interesting. Maybe you inherited a condo or are renting it out and maybe you're getting paid in crypto and aren't sure how it's taxed. Maybe you're making money from a podcast or some other digital content and you're not sure how to maneuver your taxes. Well, luckily, TurboTax Live can match you with the right expert who has that experience. They can even take care of the whole filing process for you. Whether you launched your own startup or are working multiple jobs, juggling multiple incomes, an experienced TurboTax Live expert can help you during the entire filing process. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes into it. TurboTax Live. Steelers, as expected, were eliminated in the wild card round of the playoffs, Matt. They lost 42-21 to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, starting in the second quarter, just torched that Steelers defense. But it's really been the offense that hasn't held up their end of the bargain for the Steelers all year long. And they added some pieces, but uh, really it's quarterback, right? Like it, that's, that's one, two, and three on the list for the Steelers to figure out this offseason is quarterback. But this article from The Athletic I saw said that uh, the writing is on the wall that Rudolph is going to be back as the starting quarterback in 2022. And first of all, I don't know how you can even know that right now. It's way too early to have those ideas in January when it hasn't even been a week since your team has been eliminated. And how could you not have ideas, thoughts, aspirations of trying to improve on Rudolph as your quarterback in 2022? Yeah, I saw the the headline. I didn't click on it. That was from Mark Caboli, who I know well. He does a very good job. He's a beat writer. He's dialed in. Um, he's in the building all the time. People certainly tell him things. So it's not a bad source. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not disputing what Mark knows. He's in that building much more than me. I think that would be lunacy. I I mean, uh, I I can't (laughs) imagine that's the plan unless it's Rudolph in a first round pick that I can swallow. If it's Rudolph and how or Willis or Pickett or a guy like that at 20. Okay. I can live with that plan because You'd have tons of money to go do other things. And I always talk about building a nice nest for a young quarterback to land in. You could build a pretty good nest, you know, with the money you have. And they have a lot more money than I think they've ever had in my lifetime. I mean, usually they're up against the cap right now. They're like seventh or eighth most cap space and they can make more by cutting Joe Schobert and other things. A couple little defensive things he'd done, but overall, I think that side of the ball is probably going to be pretty similar you hope to get uh, Stefan Tuitt back, and that would be a huge, you know, difference for the the, the defense, and you know, a couple little things he'd done there. But I don't have a strong feeling on who will be the quarterback, or what approach they'll take, or you know, everyone around here thinks they know, and I'm not lumping Kaboli in with that because you know he has an opinion, and good for him, and he has you know someone's telling him something. Um, I just think it's interesting because. 
I, I get asked this all the time. Hey, Matt, you know the Steelers organization. What do you think they'll do a quarterback? Are they going to trade for Kirk Cousins? You know, like there was a headline this today. They're one of the three teams that might be in the Cousins market. Are they going to draft a guy or what, what are they going to do? I'm like, folks, they haven't been quarterback shopping in 18 years. I'm not exactly sure what their strategy <laughs> is to go get a quarterback. You know, it's not like we see this all the time and there's a pattern to go off of. They haven't been in the market for older than my son's been alive. You know, like I'm not quite sure what their strategy is going to be, but they have a lot of resources to get something done. So I'm not avoiding that question. We can talk about different guys. The one I'm lobbying for is I would sign Jameis Winston and I'm not a Rudolph believer, but he's, he's the only one under contract. And that still would not preclude me from drafting the right guy if he's there, but I don't think I'd have to. Um, one That's, thing I'm almost go ahead. I, I just want to roll this by you because you yeah. mentioned Jameis Winston and you know if he is available, and the the draft picks you'd have to give up to trade for a veteran. And we talked about that quarterback tier of Carr, Cousins, Garoppolo. Um, right. Any one of or all three of them potentially could be available in this offseason. I think for sure Garoppolo Certainly. will, and I could absolutely see Cousins. And if there's cap space, I don't see how you could roll into the season with. Mason Rudolph, when you could just go no. you know, trade probably something pretty modest because of the contract for Kirk Cousins and, and be a much better football team. So uh, I think that's much more likely. But then when you factor in trading and, and what that player would cost in salary versus signing, say, Jameis Winston, does exactly. is the Winston exactly. thing as a stopgap more valuable? Because you're probably still looking for your future quarterback, whether it's this draft or next draft, even if you do trade for one of those other veteran quarterbacks. Yeah, and... I know Winston isn't making people do cartwheels, but I'd also lump in Trubisky and Mariota there just with they're more talented than Rudolph. They're all top three picks. They have lots of pedigree. Winston, I think, has played quite well, and people don't want to give him credit for it. So I think he's way above those other two. And, yeah, there's stop gaps, but there's a chance that the light goes on and they live up to their draft pedigree. I mean, it's not – you know, just a, a total shot in the dark of guys that don't have much talent. And even um, th- they've all had some level of success in the NFL, which Rudolph right. really hasn't. Even Trubisky, right. he was a lot bad, but there were some times where he was okay. And, uh, you know, Trubisky's best in the NFL has still been better than Rudolph's. No, oh, they're not even close, in my opinion. And all three of those guys are much more talented. All three of them are playing on contracts at like $8 million, $4 million. You know, if you have six or seven million in quarterback room invested and it's Winston and Rudolph and Haskins who's just a a flyer don't count on Haskins for anything to me that's smarter than sending a first round pick for Cousins and paying him 30 you know what I mean and at least see Mm -hmm. a year of what that looks like and address quarterback maybe when it's a better quarterback rookie class one of the reasons, and look, of course, everybody looking for a quarterback is going to be looking for uh, uh, an Aaron Rodgers or Russ right. Wilson, or you know, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. I have no idea, but those off the board, if they don't decide to go there, they don't want to be there, they don't leave their current teams, whatever. Um, I, I feel like the Steelers are just such a close team to winning. Do you really want to throw another season away with mediocre quarterback play, a rookie quarterback? Mm -hmm. That's why I think in the end, this is an organization built to win. Uh, They will probably keep an eye on future quarterbacks and who knows, maybe even draft one in the first round, but go get the best veteran possible to win. Now that's just the vibe I get from the outside with the Steelers, but I could be completely wrong. No, I I don't think you're completely wrong. I mean, 
does Tom, I mean, Tomlin's not old, but he's been doing this a long time. Does he want to go back to scratch with a young pup? You know, probably not. I mean, that's probably isn't his favorite way to try to win on opening day next year. Um, you know, beat the Bengals and whatnot. Um, I, I don't have a strong inkling. I certainly am not holding anything back. When I know something, I'll tell you guys. I have my thoughts on it, and that would be a Winston-type move. Maybe a second-round quarterback in, in addition to Winston and Rudolph or something like that. But I, I don't think it's far-fetched at all that, you know, particularly Jimmy could end up here because I think he'd be the cheapest. Like, I don't think they're sending multiple firsts for Carr. Uh, or, you know, a, a big ticket draft pick for Cousins. But Jimmy's got a much better contract. Um, I think it costs the least, you know, in terms of compensation. So, I mean, I could see that. I'd have mixed feelings about it, but I could see it. Trade a day two pick for the best quarterback you can get. Spend that first rounder on the best non-quarterback to to help your team now and in the future. Then keep another eye on maybe some other quarterbacks uh, in the draft or accumulate picks to go get that quarterback next year and have that stopgap quarterback that you can win with now for a couple of seasons. That's the way I see things going for those Pittsburgh Steelers. It'll be fun. It's going to be a fun offseason. More quarterback movement, more quarterback carousels, and we're going to have some podcasts about those specific things in our, uh, you know, our, our, okay, ideal scenario for each team that needs quarterbacks, what they would do, what we think is most likely that will happen, maybe plan B, backup options at quarterbacks for all those needy teams. Those are podcasts to come this offseason. Tomorrow's show, we're going to open up the mailbag. Hit us at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL. Uh, We're going to talk about the other teams that did not advance in the playoffs, the New England Patriots, Dallas Cowboys, and Philadelphia Eagles as well on tomorrow's show. Thanks for making us your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked on Dynasty Football with Matt Williamson. I'm doing Locked On 49ers daily here on the network and Locked On Bets with your boy Q and expert analysis from Lee Sterling talking about the sports betting world every day and free on all of your podcast apps as always. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.